Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 4 of A New Voice of Freedom, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is part of a series we call Stories of the New Testament, an appendage to a series of books written under the banner In Defense of Christianity. Podcast 136 examines Matthew chapter 16, verses 5 through 12, part 2, The Language of the Heart. We know that Christ often spoke in parables, using extended analogy, requiring us to look at one thing and see another. In Matthew 16, 5-12, Christ teaches his disciples and us how to read and interpret scriptures through simile and metaphor. Simile says one thing is like another. Metaphor says one thing is another. For example, in verses 1-4, through Christ compares his death and resurrection to the story of Jonah. In other words, he uses simile. He said to the Pharisees and Sadducees, A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto them but the sign of the prophet Jonah. In other words, Christ is saying that the story of Jonah, who was in the belly of the whale for three days, is like Christ, who will be in the tomb for three days. It is a simile or extended analogy. The stories are similar up to a point. The word like that sets the simile apart is implied. In Matthew 13, 33, speaking of leaven, Christ uses simile. Another parable spake he unto them. The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till the whole was leavened. A simile uses like or as in the comparison. Metaphor says that one thing is another. Using the same image of leaven, in Matthew chapter 16, 5-6, Christ uses metaphor. And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed, and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, leaven is an agent added to dough to produce fermentation a rising agent, such as yeast, specifically a quantity of fermenting dough reserved from a previous batch to be used for this purpose. The dictionary also describes its metaphorical uses as referred to in Matthew 16 with an emphasis on old leaven. An agency that produces profound change by progressive inward operation, a pervasive influence that transforms something. Old leaven, a tempering or modifying element, a tinge or a mixture of some quality. Christ is referring specifically to the old leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, how it taints the teachings of the ancient prophets. There had been no prophets on the earth since Malachi, 400 years earlier, and false doctrines had crept into the Mosaic law. It is those doctrines that the Pharisees and Sadducees used to justify the crucifixion of Christ. It is not just a problem of ancient times. It is human nature to interject opinion into the teachings of the Holy Bible, thus changing its meaning. 
we're taught by tradition rather than by the literal word of God. That is why there are so many Christian denominations on earth today, which has caused enormous contention. It is the same principle. Christ is warning Christians about borrowed interpretations of the scriptures. He is telling his disciples to stick not only with his words, but also with the words of the holy prophets. There is safety only in the word. It is a message for today as much as ancient times. Christ knows that even the words that he will reveal to his twelve apostles will become subject to the leaven of modern Pharisees and Sadducees. The disciples did not understand his allusion. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. Christ interrupts their false reasoning and gives them the interpretation that he originally wanted them to draw themselves. Which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves, because ye have brought no bread? Do ye not understand, neither remember the five loaves of the five thousand, or how many baskets ye took up, neither the seven loaves of the four thousand, and how many baskets ye took up? How is it that ye do not understand that I spake it not to you concerning bread, that ye should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees? Then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrines of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. In Matthew 15, Christ gives the same warning. Ye hypocrites! Well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouths, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Among our senses we have eyes, ears, heart, and mind. In Second Timothy 4, the Apostle Paul warns, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. Christ teaches that we need to use all of our senses, not just our eyes and ears. It is true, of course, that we gather information through sight and sound, but information is also filtered through our brain and our heart, which tells us what things mean. We look to the mind for pure logic based on the scientific method, but we look to the heart for understanding. The brain gives us knowledge, but the heart gives us wisdom, feelings, inspiration, and revelation. It is true that the Holy Ghost can use all of our senses, but primarily the Holy Ghost speaks to our heart in a still small voice. It isn't that we don't need teachers, of course we need teachers, but we cannot relegate our agency and independence of thought to others. Christ is no respecter of persons. He speaks to the heart of anyone who seeks the truth. Some, it is true, have a gift of language, but through the Holy Ghost, we all have a gift of understanding. Others may speak to our mind through our eyes and ears, but the Holy Ghost speaks directly to our heart. That we must reserve for ourselves. Just as no one can be saved for us, no one can stand for us in the final judgment. We alone will face Christ in the final summing up.
Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.